my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupa's an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am doing another birthday themed episode as far as one of the Full House and Fuller House cast members is having a birthday this month. That actor is Dave Coulier, who played Joey Gladstone. Yes, his birthday is September 21st, 1955. 59, excuse me. Yes, 1959. And the episode I chose is from Season 6, it's Episode 9, entitled Nice Guys Finish First. November 24th, 1992 is when it originally aired. In this episode, Stonewall Binkley, an old rival of Joey's, humiliates him on his and Jesse's radio show and challenges him to an upcoming hockey game. Joey's hesitant at first, but ultimately decides to have his revenge on Stonewall. Also, I'd like to read the DVD case summary description of the episode see if it's you know sometimes it can be a hit sometimes it can be a miss you know sometimes it can be a dud <laughs> so the puck stops here joey promises michelle he'll be a nice guy even during a grudge hockey match this episode was directed by joel zwick writers jeff franklin Ch uh, chuck and jamie Tatum were also writers on this episode. All right, let's see. We got Dan Moriarty as Stonewall Binkley. See, in anything I would recognize, I am not honestly really seeing anything else that I would recognize this guy from. Uh, nope. Okay. So, do we have trivia? Surprisingly, there is no trivia for this episode, but there are goofs. Continuity. When Jesse is first stepping out on the ice, he already has uh, has big wet spots on his knees. Well, that's probably because they filmed the scene more than once. In this episode, Uncle Jesse has trouble skating and even states that he hasn't skated since he was a kid. However, Jesse has to play hockey with the guys in Season 6, Episode 14. I think that's incorrect there. Hold on a second. No, they're thinking of Season 5. Episode 14, which is Sisters in Crime. Yes, he, <laughs> and he pretty much had the same issues as he just couldn't skate. Joey's like, you call that skating? Your butt never left the ice, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Let's see what other trivia, or not trivia, goofs. Sorry for a lot of dead air, guys. Kimmy babysat for Becky before and last time Kimmy babysat. She got $10 an hour for both kids. She didn't get anything because she didn't babysit. Stephanie pretty much had to take care of all of that. That was in Season 5's Fives of Crowd, which I will be covering in March of next year. Factual errors. After a driving lesson, Danny tells DJ that he is not happy with the way she defrosted the car. Oh, for heaven's sake, Danny. Always got a nitpick. Despite the fact that it is supposed to be November in this episode, the temperature rarely gets near freezing in San Francisco. This person must live in San Francisco or be well-versed in the weather patterns of San Francisco. <laughs> Let's see. Are there any reviews? There are not. All right. Before I officially get into the podcast, of course, I want to welcome all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. listeners, who have just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast. I want to let you know where you can listen. iTunes and SoundCloud are going to be your best bets to hear the podcast, so download podcast, Apple Podcast app or SoundCloud app. Also, the podcast does have social media pages. We got Facebook. Just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. There's also Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast. There is Twitter at OMHC Full House. There's also an email address if you'd like to write in and be heard on the podcast talking about your favorite episodes or favorite characters of either Full House or Fuller House, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on the Facebook page. And while you're on the Facebook page, like it, follow it, so you know what episodes I'm doing, because I don't go in order of air date. I don't go episode by episode. I decided to do themes since it is... September, I've done the Back to School Double Feature Part 2. In October, I'll be covering Joey and the Girls. Since I covered Jesse and the Girls in January, I'll be covering Joey and the Girls, which will have two Michelle episodes and a Stephanie episode. Mr. Egghead with Joey and Stephanie. Please don't touch the dinosaur. No, that is not what I'm... Sorry. That is a... Part of the Jesse and Michelle double feature. Excuse me. No. So, Mr. Egghead, Joey and Stephanie, Easy Rider, Joey and Michelle, and The Day of the Rhino with Joey and Michelle. If you're asking, well, why isn't there one with Joey and DJ? The reason is, there is an episode called Joey Gets Tough that really focuses on Joey and DJ's relationship. I've covered that one, I believe, for Dave Coulier's birthday back in 2019. So it is available to listen to. Another thing about this podcast is the fact that there are many Full House podcasts out there. Some of them are not appropriate for children under the age of 18. 
And I feel I wanted to be the alternative to that. I wanted to create a Full House podcast that you could listen to with your kids around. Where you could play it in your car, whether you could play it on a speaker, and the whole world can hear it and not worry about me dropping expletives, you know, S-bombs, H-bombs, F-bombs, that kind of thing. Or going into explicit detail about adult situations or however. Just I'm not I'm not about that with this podcast. I'm just not. The same thing goes with the Punky Power podcast. I that is a completely family friendly podcast, just like this one. The only one that really isn't is the looking back on my Wonder Years podcast, I do have the original Wonder Years that is for eighteen and up. The same with she's a She's a Small Wonder, my Small Wonder podcast, the Mr. Belvedere episodes that I've covered. Growing Pains is another one that is just strictly 18 and up. So, this is an Ears of All Ages podcast. If you guys, like I said, want to be heard on the podcast, if you want to talk about your favorite episodes, your favorite characters, you can do so by writing in. You can also, if you have... Such a wonderful creative mind and love of Full House or Fuller House or both. And you want to share your opinions on where Full House would have gone if we had gotten a season 9 or 10. Or even with Fuller House getting a season 6, 7, or 8. And show us in your mind where you think the characters would end up. Yes, we know where the characters of Full House ended up when we learned about Fuller House. However, the show, original show... A Full House ended in 1995 and started back up with the Fuller House in 2016. That's like 20 years of time where you basically just fill in, fill in the blank. We don't know Stephanie's high school years. We don't know Michelle's junior high years. We don't know anything about Nikki and Alex's school years except for that preschool episode they had. And it's just... And I, I honestly, even with Full House, I would love to know... Where it was like, you know, DJ as a first-time mom with Jackson and her husband, Tommy Sr. And just, I would just, there's so many fill-in-the-blank moments. And I'm just like, I bet there are people out there that would just have fun creating their own stories and theories and fan fiction. I honestly would love to read that. I would have so much fun with that. In fact... At some point, when the podcast does kind of come to an end at some point, I'm going to search for some good, clean, Fuller House fan fiction and Full House fan fiction. I know it's out there. It's got to be. But if you guys want to contribute, send me those fan fiction stories. Send me your theories to the email address or message me on the Facebook podcast page. All right, without further ado, I am ready to get into Nice Guys Finish First. But of course, I believe we normally have a cold open, so let's discover this fun little nugget of entertainment. Okay, this cold open takes place in... I believe... Yeah, we are in Stephanie and Michelle's room, and DJ, apparently Stephanie is still into borrowing DJ's clothes. Luckily, she's past that stage of dressing like her sister. She just wants to wear her clothes, which is funny because 
DJ is four years older. Stephanie, you know, they're different sizes. So you can just think anything that Stephanie would borrow of DJ's is going to hang on her. Yeah, she says, I want my pink sweater. Oh, good morning to you, too. What pink sweater are you talking about, DJ? Oh, the one in my closet that's not currently in my closet. The one you were talking to Michelle about the other day. The one that you've apparently been dreaming about having, have wanted for years and years and years. Yeah, that one. And Stephanie is, oh, uh, yeah, that pink sweater, I, ha I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. Yeah, right. It's probably balled up in the closet somewhere. Oh, no, here comes Michelle. Oh, my God, this sweater. I mean, definitely, if it's going to be a little big on Steph, it's going to be ginormous on Michelle. As we see, she walks in. The sweater is so big, it's past her knees, and it, <laughs> the the arms of the sweater go, Steph, uh, Michelle's hands stopped like six inches ago, and the arms of the sweater just, the sleeves of the sweater just keep going. Practically dragging it on the ground, that's how big that sweater is. And then Michelle comes in and says, oh, excuse me, do you think this color looks good on me? Michelle's also wearing, like, a matching headband that matches the uh, fuchsia color of that sweater. Michelle twirls in place for, like, here, look at it from the back. What do you think? Does it look good on me? <laughs> she poses in it. And Stephanie says, I think someone owes me an apology, DJ. And DJ looks at Michelle and says, I think somebody owes me a sweater. Michelle says, I think someone better get out of here as she turns around and runs out the door in the hallway. As Michelle's DJ runs after Michelle. Well, DJ didn't act like season two DJ with, um, Steph when uh, Stephanie, you know, little shop of sweaters where Stephanie was trying on DJ's new royal blue sweater. And Steph of course, it's big on Stephanie. And Stephanie's like, oh, this would go great with a belt. And DJ's all like, I gotta belt you, you know, little nerd bomber. Take it off right now. Thank goodness she didn't act like that. With We like to hope that DJ's matured a little bit <laughs> since season two, and I think she has. Okay, Steph, where's my sweater? Good morning to you, too. I want my pink sweater. What pink sweater? The one you're in love with, the one you've always wanted, the one I heard you talking to Michelle about, the one that's not in my closet. Oh, that pink sweater. Sorry, haven't seen it. Excuse me. Do you think this color looks good on me? I think someone owes me an apology. I think somebody owes me a sweater. I think someone better get out of here. Yeah, that was pretty much the cold open. It was quick and short and sweet. So DJ still, I guess, doesn't have her license at this point. It's just a driving permit because Danny's got a clipboard. Of course he does. Because <laughs> DJ hands the keys back and says, Oh, Dad, thanks for another stimulating driving lesson. So he's still screaming at you, DJ, when you're in the car. As he says, I want you to ever so lightly put your foot on the accelerator. And she puts it on there and he says, ever so lightly. <laughs> like, dang, Danny, woo. 
Uh, I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm going to have Joey teach me. Danny was too strict. Jesse was too calm. And I think Joey would be just right. Kind of like the, the three bears and Goldilocks. Oh, hey, yeah, she's Goldilocks. <laughs> so he's just having her go around the block. Um, Here's a question. In Driving Miss DJ, we do see at the end of the episode, she's pulling out into traffic and driving on a road with other cars on it. So why does it feel like we've regressed and we've taken five steps backwards to where he, she's just driving around the block? Going over her progress saying, oh, your parallel parking is good. You always remember to signal. She uses her mirror as well. So the side mirrors, okay. And she's like, oh, so I'm ready for the freeway? Like, what, the expressway? He's like, oh, no, honey, no, we are not there yet. He says, no, honey, you haven't mastered uh, U-turns. U-turns, really? Where are you doing a U-turn at? How are you doing in, in San Francisco traffic? You're not doing a U-turn? Your yields are shaky. Oh, and I'm not happy with the way you defrosted the window. Or the windshield. Oh, come on, Danny, really? But this is Danny. He's always nitpicky. But, I mean, I can understand his hesitation. I mean, like I said, when I did driver's training and I did, you know, expressway driving, I was beyond petrified, terrified, just, I mean, I did it, it, luckily we didn't have to go for very far, and then the driving instructor drove us back. Uh, the person that was with me had an even more worse time than I did, so, yeah, I just, and after that, I, after that one time in driver's training, I just, I made a vow to myself, I'm like, I'm never driving down the expressway, and you know what, I didn't, for 10 solid years, I did not, if I needed to go somewhere, it's like, give me an alternate route that does not, does not include the expressway, and then eventually, at one point, I had no choice but to take the expressway, it wasn't for very far, it's because I had to get somewhere, and both my alternative routes were clogged with traffic and construction. It's like, well, I guess I have no other choice but to go this way. So I did, and then after that, it's just like, okay, I like this. And, you know, going from Muskegon to um, Grand Rapids and stuff, you know, once we were actually, we were living in Muskegon when I did that. That's right. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. So, um, uh, but as far as down here in Texas, oh, no, no, no. I am back to that. I am petrified. I am scared. Because this is a whole other ball game here with these tollways and all that stuff. They do have access roads, which is also really helpful, too. So that kind of takes a bit of the, uh, the fear off me. For another stimulating driving lesson. We're on the block for the zillionth time. And now, Deej, you are becoming quite the little motorist, honey. You really are. You, you use your mirrors well. Your parallel parking is very good. And you always remember to signal. So I'm ready for the freeway? No, 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 no. No way, honey. You uh, you uh, you haven't mastered U-turns and uh, your yields are shaky. I I'm still not happy with the way you defrost. <laughs> so DJ leaves the kitchen and... Michelle comes, oh, the, both uh, Stephanie and Michelle, what they're wearing is 
tied right now for worst outfit of the episode. My goodness, my goodness, oh my goodness. Michelle comes down say, I don't believe you. I'm a, I'm asking daddy. And Michelle is wearing, I wish this had a Dalmatian, a 101 Dalmatian on the front of it because that probably might semi-save it, but no. We have a white dress with black polka dots, a little white bib on the top there with embroidered uh, black on the sides and little microscopic black specks on that bib. Stephanie is wearing, speaking of fuchsia, we got a fuchsia cloth headband with a bow on top. We got this turquoise shirt collared with fuchsia and turquoise buttons. It's got a fuchsia pocket on the front of it. It's got a skirt that is made of fuchsia flowery lace. And it's just, it's, it's hideous. It is full on hideous. We see that Stephanie is carrying one of those Inquirer, National Inquirer type magazines that talk about the 60 foot chicken discovered in somebody's backyard or something weird like that. And Danny says, well, ask daddy what? And Michelle, you know, Stephanie's like, Michelle, go ahead, ask him. I'm, I'm telling you, there's no such thing as the Norwegian goat boy. And Danny, just with a raised eyebrow, says, Norwegian goat boy? What is this? Like, oh, Stephanie, did you find a new pen pal? <laughs> Michelle grabs the paper from Stephanie, points for emphasis. See, the, the, the boy on the front with a horns on his head eating a tin can my goodness michelle calm down you'll be okay the way that she is looking up at danny just so serious and like hitting the paper with their fingerprint see this right here boy with horns eating tin can norwegian goat boy tell me if this is true or not so i can sleep at night <laughs> really stephanie there are better things to wish your allowance on than this trifling cheap paper garbage uh soap opera digest magazines <laughs> like i did when i was stephanie's age until i was told to stop and then i started buying teen magazines because they're like hey it's as long as it's not a soap opera magazine you can buy it that's fine yes absolutely teen boys there's nothing harmful in that at all but I think I didn't do that till I was at least, like, 12 going on 13. And let me tell you, like, I, you guys probably know, if you've been listening for a while, you know I am a major fan of Devin Sawa. In fact, I'm covering Little Giants next summer. So look forward to that. But, yeah, as soon as I, I saw him in Little Giants, I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Casper, now and then, yes, yes, yes. I had a whole wall dedicated to pictures, posters of Devin Sawa. And then when Titanic came out, it was all about Leonardo DiCaprio. And then I had a wall dedicated to him. <laughs> Danny gets pulled into this. He's like, whoa, are those others? So the boys, so you're telling me 
This horn boy, this Norwegian goat boy, has horns on his head, he's eating a tin can, and he has udders. Yikes. We don't see this picture, thank goodness, because this would give me nightmares of the worst kind. <laughs> Danny's like pulling the paper away from him, like trying to get a closer look and just like, is like he's all, the way that he's looking at is like, my eyes correct? Am I really seeing this? What is this? Who printed this? Somebody who wants you to buy that paper. Like, let's put this crazy concocted image on the front page. People will buy it. They really, really will. Just like um, they'll buy something with a picture of an alien baby in a diaper. If they put that on the front of it. Like, thousand-year- yeah, there'll be things like thousand-year-old baby or some weird something like that. I don't know. <laughs> this, honestly, yes, it looks like something Joey or Kimmy would buy because they are the characters that are kooky like that. But how much did that cost? And you know Danny's not giving them a lot for allowance, so I would find something else to spend your money on, Stephanie. Isn't she still trying to keep up with those Jennifer girls? Yeah. Well, there's no keeping up with them. Because anything she does will be wrong in the eyes of the Jennifers. We know this. Michelle, okay, she is so fixated on this. Is the Norwegian boat, goat boy going to come to our house? Danny is, <laughs> like, he's just made it a thousand times worse. Like, no, honey, if any goat boy's coming to our house, it's going to be the San Francisco goat boy. Um, Great. No, we just made a situation worse. Like, oh, we don't need the Norwegian goat boy. We have our own San Franciscan goat boy right here in San Francisco. I have his number. I'll call him. I'll make sure he can stop by the house. <laughs> like, good grief, Danny. Michelle is like, I'm, I'm out of here. Danny yells at her, Michelle, I was just kidding. There's no such thing as a goat boy that we know of. You never know. Unexplained phenomenons. Unsolved mysteries. I don't, I don't think I ever saw anything like that. I watched some unsolved mysteries. Speaking of unsolved mysteries, that is a theme song that will give you chills. That theme song always scared me. Always as a child. Even as an adult. It's like, <laughs> But after a while, I was like, okay. Yeah, I can watch this show. It's not so bad. Asking Daddy what? Michelle, go ahead. But I told you, there is no such thing as a Norwegian goat boy. A Norwegian goat boy? See, the boy with the horns eating the tin can. Steph, I told you to stop wasting your allowance on junk like... What were those udders? <laughs> is the Norwegian goat boy going to come to our house? Of course not, honey. If any goat boy is coming to our house, it's going to be the San Francisco goat boy. Oh, no, one out of here. Michelle, I was just kidding. There's no such thing as a goat boy. All right. They do show a little bit of the front of the paper, like, as it's being, like, handed off. I want to see if I can get a glimpse of this goat boy, because now I'm obsessed about it. I, like, I want to see something. So, Becky comes in with Nikki and Alex, and... They are just so full of energy. They're like, <laughs> it's like the boys just recently learned to, to walk. <laughs> They're just, yeah, 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 yeah. I like how 
Becky's trying to keep up with them. <laughs> and uh, Becky is so excited. Oh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. And Sammy says, they're potty trained? And Becky says, yeah, I wish. <laughs> no. It's time for Jesse and Joey's radio show. I thought he had something to do with the twins hit a new milestone. Like they can hold a cup now. Rush Hour Renegades. And the boys recognize Jesse's voice like, Daddy, Daddy. Like, yeah, that's your dad on there. That's his voice. He's talking about a reading like an ad copy for Ice. Okay, so we get to the radio station. Apparently, they're giving away ice because when Becky turns the radio on, <laughs> Jesse is already awarded somebody like two pounds of ice or something. Yeah, we go to the studio, and Joey's like, you know, Jess, why did we just give away uh, free ice? And Jesse says, uh, because we ran out of pocket protectors? No, there's a reason why. It's because there is a charity hockey game. The Bay City Charity Foundation hockey game that he's going to be playing. In. Oh, that is so cool. And I honestly, I love Joey's season six hair because he doesn't have the mullet. Yeah, he's kind of lost that mullet, which is nice because um, I just, I like his hair like this. So yeah, the hockey game charity event is coming up this Saturday at Isoplex and Joey turns on the sound cue of an audience cheering. He's so excited, but then again, Dave Coulier is really big, you know, into hockey and stuff. And I think he does, in fact, do charity hockey games. Jesse is going to be announcing the game. We know how horrible that's going to go because it's like he really knows nothing about hockey. And it's like you kind of, if you're announcing the game, you you got to be well-versed in that. Yeah, he says, I'm going to be announcing the game right here on KFLH. And, of course, the sound cue, boo! <laughs> and Joey does say, you know, Jess, no offense here, but um, it is usually recommended that for uh someone who's going to announce hockey for them to know at least you know something about hockey I'm looking at it about like you know it's kind of you really should know something about the game of ice hockey <laughs> like what's to know Jesse's like what's to know a bunch of toothless guys uh knocking around a little uh round puck thing into a, a net he's like piece of cake and Joey says, you know, at least you got the technical terms right. Yeah, so Joey goes into his Caddyshack. I've never seen Caddyshack. I don't know if I ever really want to watch that. He goes into his Bill Murray. Oh, so you got that going for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I bet our uh, listeners are wondering, why the heck are we giving away ice 
Because we ran out of pocket protectors. Oh, no, you'd think that. <laughs> you'd think that. No, it's actually our way of reminding everyone that I'll be playing in the Bay City Charity Foundation hockey game this Saturday at Isoplax. Yes, and I, Jessica Tsopolis, will be announcing the game right here on KFLH. <laughs> It is kind of traditional for hockey announcers to know something about the game of ice hockey. <laughs> Joe, what's to know? A bunch of toothless guys sitting around a little round thing into a net thing piece of cake. Well, uh, at least you got the technical terms down. I think uh, you got that going for you. Which is a plus, which is nice. So, yeah. Okay, so, yes, the guest for the day is one of the sponsors for the charity hockey game is Herschel Binkley. From Giant, what do you say, Giant Binkley used car? So he's a car salesman, wonderful, a used car salesman. Giant Binkley used cars. It's interesting how the name does not really ring a bell in Joey's head just yet. Oh, no, he's telling the guy where to sit. Like, oh, there's a chair right there for you to sit in. And apparently their slogan is, it's never a problem as long as you have hard cash. Where, what, credit isn't a problem as long as you have hard cash. Okay, so, gotcha. So, Joey says, Herschel here is the goalie for the team I'm playing against. And this guy is such a sleazeball. He's like, Joey, it's great to see you again, my friend. So, even the name Binkley just did not bring up any memories for Joey until the guy reveals himself with a brick... Like, hockey mask. Yeah, the, the guy, clearly, yeah, he, he remembers Joey, but Joey's, because the guy's going by Herschel. It's like, oh, Joey, you, you don't remember me, do you? Joey says, let me see, are you the guy who sold me the 77 Gremlin with the burrito in the glove compartment? The 74 Gremlin with the burrito in the glove compartment. Yo. He's like, was, was that you? <laughs> I love how Joey's just kind of, Jesse's just kind of sitting there kind of watching this banter back and forth. And the guy says, oh, good one. Yeah, here, maybe this will uh, bring something back for you. Yeah, and it's a hockey mask, a goalie, a goalie hockey mask that is just got a, a brick wall imprint on it, a red brick wall imprint. And Joey just points at him. He's like, Stonewall. He's just, he's not happy about it. So Joey played hockey in college. It was the state championship. And, um, yeah, this guy is basically Joey's rival. Over the play where it's like, oh, one minute to play. Your team's down a goal. And Joey, what, he says he faked left, shot right. And he's like, oh, what happened then, Gladstone? And I love how J Jesse gets in. I'm like, yeah, Gladstone, what happened then? And this guy is just, this is like his glory days for him. Apparently, this yeah, this guy's team won, and he humiliated Joey. Like, yeah, tell him what happened. And Joey, you know, he's like, there's nothing to tell, really. It happened a long time ago. Yeah, and the guy's like, oh, what happened was I stopped your shot, and we won the championship. We were winners, and you were a loser. This, this guy is just, this is his 
just living off this moment. Joey clearly has moved on with his life. That's why he doesn't even remember this guy. Because apparently it was like, well, Joey's got to be right around the same age as Danny. So it's, it's more than 10 years ago, maybe 15 plus years ago. Yeah, the guy says, I was a hero. You were a bum. Like, dude, I would have like, okay, cut it. This interview's over. You need to leave. Because you're being very hostile to my friend right here, and he doesn't need this. This guy is just, he's got such a sad life. He's like, I gotta tell you, I'm looking forward to humiliating you all over again. Even Jesse is standing up for Joey. You can't come in here and start spouting this stuff against my friend. He's like, look, Stonehead. And Binkley corrects him, it's Stonewall. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I love how Jesse stands up for Joey. He's like, hey, you don't just waltz in here and make fun of my friend here. You don't know who you're dealing with here. Yeah, the guy's like, oh, does this guy do all your talking for you, Gladstone? And jo Jesse says, no, I don't do all my talking for him, do I, Joey? And then Joey kind of gives him a little, oh, sometimes. So, yeah, okay, maybe here and there a little bit. Okay, this guy needs to go. This, what is his hatred towards Joey? He's like, dude, you won that championship. Great. Joey has clearly moved on from that. You, this man is just, he in himself, I'm sorry, is pathetic in my eyes. Because you won't let this moment go. It's like, dude, you won. Why are you still hanging on to this moment? And you just want to ridicule and harass Joey. It's like, I, I don't like this. This guy's a jerk. He's an instigator. He needs to go. And he's like, oh, Joey, you're pathetic. And Jesse's like, oh, you think he was pathetic then? You ought to see my boy now. It's like, Jess, you're not helping the situation. I like how Joey does. He's calm about it. He's like, when it just kind of roll off. I'm like, man, look, it's just a charity game. There's no stakes involved in this. So you need to chill out. And stop with the hostility. Yeah, he's like, hey, let's just go out there and have some fun. That's what this is all about. Raising money for charities and having fun. You know, he's doing something that he loves. Putting on skates, grabbing a hockey stick, and just going out there. and Just living, you know. You're doing something fun. And you're raising money for an important cause. This guy, oh. He's like, well, if your idea of fun is losing, you're going to have a great time. It's like, dude, you can talk the talk, but you walk the walk, really. Get a life, used car salesman. There's nothing wrong with that profession, mind you. But just, just this guy is, he's a sad, sad man is all I can think of. Yeah, and then the guy gets him and says, Gladstone, you're a loser. The thing is, the name Binkley didn't even ring a bell in Joey's head because he's put this behind him. It was over 15 plus years ago until the guy pulled out that red brick hockey mask. Yeah, and Jesse is sticking up for Joey. Like, yeah, you know what? You're a jerk. So get out of here. I can't believe, I mean, were they even on the air when they were having this whole heated thing go down I would have I would have honestly I would have cut it off as soon as the guy revealed himself and then cut it 
and then just yeah I don't I honestly don't they couldn't they went to their marriage like this guy is being very hostile he's being very threatening to my co-worker I think he needs to be removed from the building because this guy is mm. I think that yeah they are well within their right like get a hold of uh who's over the state humanity like this guy is being very hostile and the guy says, oh, and you've got split ends. And that's where you make a crack about Jesse's here. It's going down. Like, Joey has to hold Jesse back because he's out of his chair. He's already, like, thrown down with this guy. All right. Oh, here's our guest right now. Uh, come on in. This is one of our sponsors. Uh, this is Herschel Binkley of Giant <laughs> Binkley Used Cars, where credit's never a problem. As long as you have hard cash. Oh, Hi, fellas. Uh, I should also point out that uh, Herschel is the goalie for the team I'm playing against on Saturday. That's right. Joey, it's great to see you again, my friend. You don't remember me, do you? Let's see. Are you the guy who sold me the 74 Gremlin with the burrito in the glove compartment? <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe this will bring something back for you. Stonewall. That's right. College, state championship, one minute to play, your team's down a goal, you got the puck coming into me alone, you fake left, you shoot right. What happened then, Gladstone? Yeah, what happened then, Gladstone? Go ahead, tell him. There's nothing to tell. It happened a long time ago. What happened was I stopped your shots. We won the championship and you lost it. I was a hero. You were a bum. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am looking forward to humiliating you all over again. You need to get a life, dude. Stonewall. Whatever. I don't care. Listen, you don't just waltz in here and make fun of my pal here. You don't know who you're dealing with. Does this guy do all your talking for you, Gladstone? No, I don't do all his talking for him, do I, Joey? Well, maybe a word here and there, yeah. You know, Gladstone, you have always been pathetic. Oh, yeah, you think he was pathetic back then. You ought to see my boy now. Let's see. Justin, you're not helping. No. Look, it's it's just a charity game. Let's just go out there and have a little fun. Well, if your idea of fun is losing, you can have a great time. Because, Gladstone, you're a loser. Oh, yeah, and you're a jerk. And you got split ends. Now that's where you got So now they're setting everything up for dinner, setting the table. And DJ, again, bringing up Kimmy. Like, Dad, you're being so unfair. Kimmy's dad let her drive on the freeway. And Danny, who clearly does not have the love for Kimmy, he's like, oh, yeah, and he brought her back. Yeah, and Becky says, you know, Danny, she's going to be fine. Just avoid rushing. Yeah, mm. Honestly, I feel, um, when it comes to driving, that... I think a kid should be able to, it's like, you need to master 100% around town and everything and handle that with making left turns and all that stuff. It's like, you need to make sure everything is down pat solid that they've ate, like, they can do it without any issues. And then the next level is going to be the expressway. And honestly, if I were doing, teaching someone how to drive, um, as far as the expressway, my mere suggestion, go during a time that it is not going to be that busy, like maybe early in the morning, like 6.30 in the morning, sometime like when it is like hardly any cars out there. And Danny says, you know what, you're right, Becky. Okay, Deej, set your alarm for 3 a.m. And DJ is, she's fine with it, like, Great. I will have the whole road all to myself. 
She says, we'll finally see what that Taurus can do. <laughs> and she walks out of the kitchen and Danny's like, wait, Deej, let's first discuss what the Taurus cannot do. We don't want to try to get it up to a, just because the car possibly could go 100 miles an hour doesn't mean it needs to. You guys are being so unfair. Kimmy's dad took her out on the freeway. And he brought her back? <laughs> Danny, she'll be fine. Just avoid rush hour. Ah, uh, you're right. Okay, D, set your alarm for 3 a.m. <laughs> Great, I'll have the whole road to myself. We'll finally see what that Taurus can do. Let's discuss what the Taurus cannot do. So Michelle uh, is still terrified of the good boy. She's standing on the steps leading into the kitchen, but she refuses to come down and still until Stephanie checks over by the garbage to see if the goat boy is there eating tin cans. Because Stephanie comes down and like, Michelle, it's okay. Trust me. You can come downstairs. The goat boy is not going to be here. Danny goes over to her and he's like, sweetheart, come down here. Come on. We talked about this. There's no goat boy. And Danny says, it's just a person in a costume. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's why they get you to, because it's just a person, you know, a kid dressed up like a goat. And then they take a fuzzy out of focus black and white photo and send it to this not real uh, newspaper. And he says, it's kind of like, you know, Halloween. And Michelle's like, you mean he's coming here to trick or treat? I'd be like, no, it means on Halloween, people dress up. Just like what this kid is doing, dressed up like a goat. So, Stephanie's like, Dad, look, I kind of started this ball rolling with the goat boy. Let me jump in here and see if I can't uh, salvage Michelle's sanity here. And... Stephanie tells her, look, Michelle, the goat boy can never get out of Norway because goats can't ride on planes. And I love Danny because he's kneeling in front of Michelle. He looks over his shoulder with a confused look at Stephanie like, where are you going with this? And of course, Michelle, ever the curious child, asks, why not? And Stephanie explains, well, because he could never get out of the, you know, he couldn't get through the metal detector because of all those tin cans. And Michelle was like, oh, well, Daddy, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? <laughs> she, she, the way that she looks at Danny, actually, like, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? The way that she just, like, gives Danny this hard stare, like, come on. You got, you're supposed to have all the answers. Again, Danny looks over his shoulder at Stephanie, like, where do you get your information? Michelle, trust me, it's okay. Check near the garbage. See if the goat boy's there. Sweetheart, Michelle, come here. We talked about this. I told you there is no goat boy. It's just a person in a costume. It's like on Halloween. You mean he's coming here to trick or treat? <laughs> Dad, let me take a crack at this. Michelle, the goat boy can never get out of Norway because goats can't ride on planes. Why not? Well, they can never get through the metal detector after eating all those tin cans. <laughs> oh, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Well, everyone's sitting down to dinner as Joey and Jesse walk through the door, and apparently... Joey's had to listen to an earful from Jesse. Just, you know, when you get out on that ice, 
You're going to destroy that punk. So, Joey is now, it's like, this was supposed to be something's fun, and now that this guy's involved in it, it's, and turning it, in it into some big competition, he says, I don't even want to play in this anymore. It's like, Joey, don't let this guy, don't let him take this from you. This guy is harboring on this one game that happened umpteen years ago in college, and that's the highlight of his life because he he just won't let it go. And it's not like one of those things where he lost and he won't let it go. It's the fact that he won and he still is just gloating up a storm. And Jesse looks at Joey like, what? Everyone else is kind of like looking at Joey like, what are you talking about? You've been talking about this for weeks, months. And Jesse fills everyone in. Like, hey, you guys should have heard this guy. He comes in, dumps all over Joey, you know, about this hockey game. And Joey just sits there and takes it. Becky says, you know, yeah, I, I heard about that. But, you know, everyone has their own way of dealing with things. And that's just Joey's way. And we need to respect it. Yeah, she, oh, she even says Joey's just, he's not the confrontational type. Joey's, Jesse is the one who goes and fist raise and thinks of the consequences afterwards. Yeah, and she, she honestly says, yeah, well, Joey's not the confrontational type, and we need to respect that. And <laughs> Becky gives the example, like, you remember we were out to dinner last night, and you got that bug in your salad, and you just kept on eating it? Well, he didn't make a big fuss, he just went on eating. Oh! And Joey's like, what? Bug? I thought it was a bacon bit. Oh, where? Don't ever go to that place again. Do not ever. Where is it? The Sizzler? Don't go there. And as they sit down, Jesse says, I still, I don't get you, man. I would wipe the ice with that Stonewall guy. And Danny's like, Stonewall? That guy from college who totally humiliated? And he stops there because Joey gives Danny a look. It's like, look, we don't need to rehash this, Okay. It was 15 plus years ago. Just can we drop it? Like, Danny, come on. I get it. They both went to the same college. We don't need to bring it up. He already got a dang earful from Binkley, Stonewall. And it, Danny's good at reading cues because he's like, oh, you saw Stonewall. Okay, great. Oh, wow. I marked that right on the head because Joey's like, look. It was a meaningless game that happened 15 years ago. Can we please drop it, please? Can we just... Enough. Let's change the subject. And Stephanie is like, oh, Joey, do you want some bread? And he's like, I'm not hungry, Steph. Well, I wouldn't be either if someone ragged all over me on uh, live radio. Becky's like, come on, Joey, don't you want another chance to uh, get out on the ice and humiliate that guy? After all, what he did to you? Of, of course I would. Yeah, she's like, don't you want to show up that loudmouth guy? And you show him you're not that same Joey Gladstone? And he's like, yeah, of course I would. It's like, he's getting... That's the thing I noticed about Dave Coulier. When the character of Joey gets angry, I feel that is like Dave Coulier, Coulier's anger kind of being pushed into that. I, I honestly, honestly do. Whereas, I mean, we've seen Danny get, you know, irritated 
We've seen Jesse get irritated too. And yeah, they might get angry, but it it just plays more along the lines of, oh, it's funny your anger kind of. Whereas with Joey, it's just, I think it's more the actor in, in that anger coming through. Like, yeah, it's like when Joey gets mad, it's like, you, you need to step up. You need to step back. And Joey's put his foot down. It's like, look, I'm not playing in this game, okay? It's turned into one big grudge match. It's like, yeah, this is supposed to be for charity. It's supposed to be fun. And Jesse, <laughs> giving Joey some lettuce in a bowl, he's like, I don't get you, man. I would wipe the ice with that guy. And Joey says, you know, all right, I'll admit it. I just, I don't want to face Binkley again. He humiliated me in, my friend, in front of my friends and family. He says, I won't need to go through that again. And Joe, Danny says, you know, yeah, you know, you shouldn't have to. Jess, come on. If he doesn't want to play, then he doesn't want to play. Yeah. <clears throat> but in the long run, Joey, you are letting that guy win again by giving in to your fear. And just, you're, you're giving that man exactly what he wants. He wants to intimidate you. He wants to keep you off the ice. He wants to humiliate you. And by you backing down and just saying, okay, I don't want to go through that again. And who's to say that's even going to happen again? But like I said, by not playing, you're giving him exactly what he wants. You know, this isn't about that guy. It's about doing something you love and you have fun doing. And you're doing it to help a cause. That guy's got a problem himself and he needs to take care of that. That guy is living in the past. And Danny's just like, hey, why don't we just go down to the next ring tomorrow and just, you know, skate for the fun of it. Just, yeah. It's a family fun time. Like they used to. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Maybe this happened off screen multiple times. Well, wait a minute. I do remember season three and those better not be the days. When the girls were like, oh, you can um, take us ice skating. There's a new ice skating rink. Oh, you don't have to stay in the car. You, you, you can watch us. You can hang out. So, yeah, it's almost like kind of a consolation. Like, okay, we'll respect that you don't want to play in the game. But um, why don't we all just go down to the ice skating rink and just have fun? Like a family day. And Becky's like, yeah, that sounds great. What do you think, Joey? And Joey's like, I say fine. That casserole that Becky pulled out of the oven, that looks delicious. Oh, now he wants bread. He's like, oh, why don't you uh, pass me the bread? First, I'm like, but you said you didn't. Oh, we're hungry, Joey. Okay. And casserole, gosh, this is making me hungry. I had chips and cheese for lunch. <laughs> and that is that exactly what it was. It was chips and then shredded cheese. I love how they have a pitcher of milk there. How to get your calcium intake. Does anyone else remember? Like, my aunt had these cups. They were the uh, different color, like blue or green or fuchsia pink. But they had, like, ridges. It almost looks kind of um, space age looking type of plastic cups. I'm sure there's an actual name for these cups. They're not just cups with ridges on them. Salad, dude, he already put salad in your bowl. He was doing that where while he was, like, Jesse was saying, like, I don't get you, man. 
you know, I would wipe the ice with that guy if I were you. Like, it's like salad please you have salad in your bowl and they're all like handing him casserole and bread oh he's holding the plate of bread oh and salad which he already has in his bowl and they're like well wait what about the rest of us <laughs> that food just I don't know what the casserole is but I just oh it looks so good I love 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 green bean casserole that is honestly one of my favorite side dishes at Thanksgiving and I know I know but if you think about it Thanksgiving is not that far away and neither is Christmas when you get out of that ice, you gotta destroy that punk. Ah, Jess, I've been thinking about it. I'm not even gonna play the game. What? As you guys should have heard, this guy comes down to the station, dumps all over Joey about this hockey game, and Joey just sits there and takes it. Yeah, I know, I heard. But you know, everyone has their own way of handling things, and Joey's not the confrontational type, and we should respect that. I mean, like last night, when we were out to dinner, and you got that bug in your salad? You didn't make a big fuss. You just went on eating. <laughs> Bug. I thought it was a bacon bit. <laughs> Just kills me that you won't stand up to the Stonewall guy. Stonewall? That goalie from college who totally humiliated So you saw old Stonewall. Look, let's just forget about it, okay? It was a meaningless game that happened 15 years ago. Brad Joey? I'm not hungry, Steph. Come on, Joey, don't you want another chance to get out on the ice and score the winning goal against that loudmouth? Oh, of course I would. So do it. What's your problem? Look, I'm not playing in this game. This whole thing is turning into one big grudge match. I'll get you, man. If I were you, I'd wipe the ice with that guy. Okay, I'll admit it. I don't want to face Binkley again. When I was in college, he embarrassed me in front of all my friends and my family, and I don't need to go through that again. Well, you shouldn't have to. Come on, Jess. If he doesn't want to play, it's his choice. You're right. I'm sorry, pal. I got an idea. Why don't we just go to the ice skating rink tomorrow and just, just skate for the fun of it like we used to? Yeah. yeah. That's a really good idea. Okay. What do you say, Joey? I say fine. Why don't you, uh, why don't you pass me the bread? And uh, casserole, a little salad, please. Salad in his bowl. Keep it coming. Alright, so I don't know if this is an actual place that does exist in California called Isoplex, because we do see a parking lot and we see random people going into this place. Let me see. Isoplex. A citizen Simi Valley. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. Yeah. Let me look at the filming. Let me look at filming locations to see if they actually did, in fact, go to this place here. Or, I mean, they could have built a set. I, I, I don't know. Let's see. Full House. Season 6. Got an episode. No Oops. I said 6. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's see, filming locations. Uh, it just says stage 24, which is where they film Full House. So, we got the family down here along with some other people. We got DJ with some plum-colored pants in a green and black plaid shirt. 
wearing a headband. We got Stephanie in full-on figure skater ice <laughs> skating gear here. Jackie is wearing one of, if you grew up in the mid to late 80s, well, this one isn't really that bad. Her cable knit cream white, egg white sweater. Whereas I remember in season two, I think when we first meet Becky, she is wearing one of those long sweaters that is well known from, you know, the 80s into the early 90s where it's so long it goes down to your knees. And Michelle is wearing a red and blue sweater with what looks like maybe a jacket tied around her waist. Both Stephanie and Michelle look like they're wearing some... Stephanie definitely is wearing some type of black knitted, you know, tight or tights or legging type material. Jesse definitely does not look like he is dressed to go out on the ice. He's wearing his brown leather jacket. Both Becky and Jesse are wearing jeans. And honestly, is that really what you want to wear when you're out on the ice? I get it. The ice is cold. You want to have some padding there to keep yourself warm, especially if you fall. Like, that jean material is not going to comfort your tushy when you uh, hit that ice. Now, what the person who put the goofs in for this episode is saying about Jesse's knees being a little wet, I don't know if that really is wetness on his knees or if that's just like his style of jeans. Maybe the knees are kind of threadbare and stringy just based on the style or whether they're just really well worn. But those Unless we get a closer look at his knees, the, uh, I don't think those are wet spots, necessarily. <laughs> Jesse, when he comes out, he is, he is bow-legged when he comes out out of the ice. And I like how he's taking his hands, like, kind of behind him, kind of upward. He's kind of, like, fanning upward like he's, like, trying to create some air or something to kind of push himself along. It's just, it's very comical. This is got a smile on his face. Like, hey, look at me. I'm on the ice. I'm standing up. I'm doing it. I'm skating. See, this is really, these kids that are just flying past Jesse on their ice skates, this is no different than somebody who's on roller skates for the first time in a rink with others that are well-versed in how to skate, like they're experts, they're zooming around you, they're doing figure eights around you, and you're just steadily, like, hugging the wall, this is me, how I, this is how I did it, I was like, okay, I'm hugging the wall, holding the banister, like, okay, I think I'm ready, I think I'm ready to let go of the wall, let's see, and someone zips past you, and you just lose your balance. Oh, go! He did the splits, and he went down. He is dead. <laughs> My goodness. Jesse. Oh. I... And this isn't someone doing the splits for fun. This is someone like, I'm losing my balance. My feet are going in two different directions. He able, he's able to crawl back over to the door frame that leads you onto the ice, and he grips 
the plexiglass and he's standing up like, hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, I didn't just fall. <laughs> so, <laughs> come, you guys know he clearly cannot skate. You must have been watching his display here. And Becky and DJ and Stephanie, who is all Miss uh, Nancy Kerrigan over here. It's like, come on, Uncle Jesse, come on, we're all here. Yeah, eventually, we're going to do the whip. You don't bring an unexperienced skater out there and think that they're going to do the whip. That is for people that are well-versed in skating, that have been doing it for a while, that they can handle those quick whip-like movements. It's almost like, okay, the person on the end is going to be the whip, and when we crack it, as in we... We, what is, okay, I want to look this up. I'm going to look this up, how this whip thing is done. Okay, this is from WikiHow Fitness. How to play Crack the Whip on Ice Skates. This is from 2019. Many people know that Crack the Whip, in quotes, is a chain-linking game, but when it comes to playing the game, it seems like no one knows how to play it. Although there are two main types of Crack the Whip, the article will deal with the in those that support the ice hockey formatted Crack the Whip. Grab a few of your friends, step one. Step two, visit an ice rink with most of these friends. Three, skate around the rink casually. Continue to skate as you complete the next task. Four, hold out your arm and skate nearby someone who knows how to Yes, emphasis on knows how to skate well will help you. Five, grab someone else's arm and encourage them to repeat this. Each person should be told to continue the chain. Six, try to build more momentum and speed as you whip around in a giant circle wall. Try not to fling someone into a circular pattern that connects the last person to the chain to be the very first person in the chain's other hand slash backward. Seven, keep twirling around until someone in the chain breaks the chain and or until the chain gets tired of skating, therefore achieving a goal and winner. Even you, the person who started the chain, can break the chain and thereby declaring another person in the chain the winner. Okay. This also, real quickly, from Wikipedia. Crack the whip, pop the whip, snap the whip. Simple outdoor children's game that involves physical coordination and is usually played in small groups, either on grass or ice. Okay, I've never seen something like this played on grass before. Usually grass. One player chosen as the heat of the whip runs or skates around in random directions, which with subsequent players holding on to the hand of the previous player. The entire tail, in quotes, of the whip moves in those directions, but with much more force toward the end of the tail. The longer the tail, the more the forces act on the last player and the tighter they have to hold on. As the game progresses and more players fall off, some of those who were previously located near the end of the tail and have fallen off can move up and be in a more secure position by grabbing onto the tail as it's moving, provided they can get back on before the others do. There is no objective to this game other than enjoying the experience. There is a picture, American children playing the game in Winslow Homer's 1872 painting, Snap the Whip. Ah, oh, Stephanie here doing like figure eights and just twirls. Like, oh, it's 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 easy, Uncle Jesse. Yes, it's easy for someone who's mastered the skill 
to say that to someone who has just come out on skates for the second time in their life. And even Michelle's like, it's so easy. And she like looks up at DJ and says, D -d -d what are you doing? Don't let go to my hands. Like, don't let go of my hands. Because both Becky and DJ are holding Michelle. She's got the most adorable teal gloves. And Michelle also has the red and blue sweater. So, yes, yeah, so they're all dressed in, well, DJ's another one that's dressed in jeans. I mean, I guess you can wear jeans. But I just, I don't know why. I would just want something with a little cushion in the back and just feel warmth. I don't think warmth when I think jeans. So Jesse is just like, you know, guys, I'm just warming up a bit. It's been a bit since I've been on the edge. You guys go have fun. Go, go, go. Go show me what you got. As soon as they walk away, Joe, Jesse loses his balance. And he's like, Zzz! and his skates kind of slide out from under him. So Stephanie, of course, is like, come on, Michelle, don't be scared. Oh, Michelle... Also, aside from the teal glove, she's wearing a teal scrunchie with matching teal leggings. Which, if you're a kid of the 90s, I had a pair of these type of leggings. They're the ones that had the, like, straps on the bottom that would go over your socks. Like, stirrup pants, I guess. And DJ and Becky kind of skate off like, oh, do you got her, Steph? Yeah, yeah, I got her. Don't worry. It'll be all right. Come on, Michelle. Watch me do this. Try to do what I do. Steph, she can't do that. She's still, Michelle is doing a very good job of trying to stay. She's doing a lot better than Jesse. I'll say that. She's able to stand there and not fall. Skating in circles around Michelle and... <laughs> I think best outfit so far, I like, so they could win best and worst outfit. We'll see. We still have a little more of the episode to go. We haven't seen, Steve does guest star in this. We haven't seen what Steve's going to wear. So, But so far, Michelle's teal leggings, mittens, and scrunchie and the red sweater are in the running for best outfit so far. And Michelle is, like, trying to, like, spin around so she can watch Stephanie. Like, well, what are you doing? Something that will probably take you a smidge to master. you got to practice skating with your legs and stuff before you can get to the next level of skating in circles. And <laughs> Stephanie just kind of... <laughs> Jesse is still holding on to the plexiglass there. <laughs> As Danny comes out, and Danny is a connoisseur. He is, like, a genius. He's like, oh, it's been a while since I've been on skates. I'm probably a little rusty. And we see, clearly not Bob Saget, going out there doing figure eights. He's doing, I, I don't know the proper figures skating, like, triple axle, double axle type of stuff. I don't know what all that stuff is. But he does a little spin in the air. <laughs> goodness. Again with those splits. You're gonna rip your pants there, sir. <laughs> Jesse. Like, just stand still. But even still, you could be standing still and your legs are gonna go two different ways. Your legs are gonna come out from under you. 
Danny's like, hey, Jesse, how's it going? And Jesse just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just uh, warming up a little. <laughs> Trying not to get run over by all these kids on skates and people, you know, these skating experts. And Jesse says, all right, I feel like an idiot. And Danny, why? Because you're dressed like for hoodlums on ice? You would think that, yeah, wearing a leather jacket and he's wearing like a, a shirt underneath it. Wouldn't that kind of restrict your arm movements a little bit instead of wearing, like, like Danny's wearing a sweater and stuff? Something that's a little more looser that you can, you know, because you need your arms when you skate. I don't you know, he's basically trying to, like, even when he was, like, had his hands behind him and he's, like, kind of with his palms upward, just, like, fanning himself, like, trying to, like, get momentum and stuff. Like, well, maybe if I create enough friction and air with my hands... Maybe it'll push me along <laughs> the skating rink. And Jesse says, look, I, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And Danny tells him, oh, yeah, I haven't done this in a real long time either. Yeah, Danny, it's almost like riding a bike. Oh, I haven't done this in a long time. But he gets out there and he is just, uh, wow. He is, he, he should be in, uh, and the Olympics, he's that good. He says, hope I'm not rusty out there. Yes, this man... This is not Bob Saget. This is a man that's got darker, curl, you know, wavyish curly hair. Not curly, but kind of wavy. You can definitely tell this is not Bob Saget. This is not him. Not in a heartbeat. And Jesse, yeah, Danny skates up to Jesse afterwards, and Jesse's like, oh yeah, a little rusty twinkle toes. And Danny says, yeah, I hardly got any height on that double axle. Show off. It's such a show off. Yeah, his knees probably could be look a little wet. <laughs> you are gonna get you are gonna get uh, run over by people. Spinning circles. <laughs> oh! Ooh. How's it going? I'm sorry, I need to assist this. So? I feel like an idiot. Why? Because you're dressed for hoodlums on ice? Because <laughs> I haven't done this since I was a kid. Yeah, I know how you feel. It's been a long time for me, too. Hope I'm not rusty out there. See you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that is not Bob Saget. He may be providing ADR, but that is not him. Man. Real rusty, Twinkle Toes. Yeah, I know. Hardly got any height on that double axle. Hey, guys. Okay, everybody, it's time for Crack the Whip. Crack the Whip. You're not scared, are you? Scared? Come on, let's go. Alright, let's go. Okay, hold hands, everybody. Crack the Whip. Okay, let's go. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. 
it wasn't even holding on to DJ's hand. Oh my god. I think we might have put a little too much crack in that whip. Okay, so Joey, of course, representing Detroit Red Wings because Dave Cooley is from Michigan. And so when they get ready to do the crack the whip, because Jesse's like, wait, what? What's that? And Joey emphasizes, all right, everybody hold hands. So Danny and Joey hold hands. Stephanie takes Danny's hand. Michelle takes Stephanie's hand and Becky's hand and DJ takes Becky's hand but I don't see Jesse DJ didn't say uncle Jesse take my hand he was holding on to the back of DJ's sweater then he lost his grip and then he just out of control just boom right into that uh the plexiglass uh part of the ring and he hits it like kaboom! And you see emphasis for comedic relief. He says, ow. And then he slides down to the floor. Or the ice, excuse me. For a second, he is holding on to the back of DJ's sweater, which he should have just taken his hand. I don't understand why she didn't. And Jesse lets go, or loses his grip, and boom! He just, yeah. Because he's like flailing his arms trying to stay up on his feet. And he says, where are the brakes on these things? He says, isn't this fun, Jess? Oh my god, even Michelle looks like she's starting to lose balance. Hold on. <laughs> right after Becky says, isn't this fun, Jess? You can see whichever Olsen twin this is. She starts skating sideways while she's still holding the hand of Stephanie and... Becky, but she is like really losing purchase there on the on the ice. Like she is sliding like sideways, like almost like she is gonna fall. And it's almost like this look of panic on this young girl's face. Like, yeah, I mm, Michelle is six. I don't know how old the Olsen twins were at this point, but um maybe they're around the same age. Uh, yeah, this is not something for a little kid to be doing. If you guys, uh, Stephanie Fine, DJ, and the adults, but Michelle is just, she's not ready. She's no more ready than Jesse is to be out on that ice. You're including this child who can't skate in this crack the whip, which is something that should be for, if not expert skaters, and someone that skates on like a regular basis yeah the Olsen twin whichever one she catches herself but you can see her her skates are like kind of her feet are kind of going out from under her and she's trying to keep her balance yeah and they said oh I think we might have cracked that whip a little too hard Tell them the best most comfortable probably would be either what Joey's wearing, he's wearing the Red Wings, you know, sweatpants. Yes, they are kind of baggy, but they do create, you know, allow room for movement and stuff of the legs. They don't restrict anything. D, uh, no, um, Michelle and Stephanie with their leggings is definitely proper. You know, I've never skated in my, except for once on a pond. 
and I spent more time. <laughs> I think I had used my older sister skates, and you know they were rather big on me. So I don't know whether they tried to. They put multiple pairs of like my dad's socks on my feet to try to make the. But I still, even though I was holding someone's hand, I spent more time on the ice than standing upright. But I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> DJ says, I think we might have put a little too much crack in that whip. No, you took an inexperienced ice skating person on the ice when they still haven't mastered how to skate, like, at all. Once you mastered the balance, then you could try skating. But they're going on, like, a weekend afternoon when the rink has got, like, a good handful of people there that know how to skate. Jesse is still on the ice. He is just, he's not moving. He's like, uh. He's, well, I mean, the way he hit it and went down, I'm just like, yeah. He's like, I don't trust myself to attempt to try to get up again. And Jesse asked, of course, always worried about his hair. Just tell me one thing. Uh, is my hair messed up? And Michelle says no, but the rest of you is kind of bent. <sighs> Binkley, why is he there? But... He skates to a stop and in doing so sends shaves of ice right at Jesse's face. And Joey's as well. Dude, they're trying to have a good time. Why are you even there? Was he hanging around just thinking, oh, maybe Gladstone will show up like he came when the rink opened? He's like, well, I'll just hang around, see if he comes here. That way I can ridicule him in front of his family. He's like, hey, Gladstone, how's the world's worst hockey player? Yeah, and then he also apparently heard through the grapevine that Joey dropped out of the game. Like, hey, smart move, dropping out of the game. He's like, hey, you should have tried that 15 years ago. Yeah, he says, oh, it might have saved yourself some embarrassment. This guy, this guy is a full-on bully. He is a full-on grown man bully. Bullying another grown man. Jesse is about ready to take one for the team, for Joey. Like, if I get up off these skates, you're going to have a problem. You best be running. Yeah, we just see Jesse trying and failing to get into a standing position. He says, if I could get up, you'd be in big trouble. Yes, Danny, I gotta... He says, hey, Binkley, is your life so low and sad and pathetic that you had to live in the past? And the guy's like, well, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think that man is the sad one. Joey has made so many wonderful accolades in his life. I mean, look at what he's doing. He's hosting a radio show. He goes on uh, comedy tours from time to time, does stand-up, helping Danny raise his girls. Granted, yes, he's, you know, not in the basement apartment anymore, but, you know, he, he's doing it. He He's happy with his life. He shouldn't let this guy who can't let go of the past ruin his life or the fact that this is the reason why Joey didn't want to drop out. It's like, Joey, you are a thousand, no, a million times better than this man will ever be. Because he is so bitter and sad. He apparently wants everyone around him to feel the same way. He's like, oh, that's why I'm just so looking forward to humiliating Gladstone again. 
He says I can live off that for another 15 years. So you're going to be like 50 years old, still just... I mean, and I'd be like, dude, what makes you think you even have a shot at winning again? Really? You don't. Joey, of course, lets his anger take over. He's like, that's it. I've had it. This has been eating me up in inside for too long. He takes a hockey stick and breaks it over his knee. Bankley comes Saturday, this is you. Joey, that's not your hockey stick to break. You'll probably have to pay that rink. For a replacement hockey stick. Binkley just laughs it off and walks away. Skates away. And Michelle, of course, I don't think she's ever seen Joey like this before. Because she's got a scared look on her face. I think we might have put a little too much crack in that whip. Let's go, you guys. Just tell me one thing. My hair messed up? No, but the rest of you is kind of bent. Hey, Gladstone, how's America's worst hockey player? I heard you dropped out of the game. <laughs> Smart move. You know, you should have tried that 15 years ago. You might have saved yourself some embarrassment. All right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> if I could get up, you'd be in big trouble. Binkley, is your life so pathetic and empty that you have to live in the past? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to, humiliating Gladstone again. I could live off that for another 15 years. Okay, I've had it. This has been eating me up inside for too long. Binkley, Saturday afternoon, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> Now we go back to the house, it's Saturday, and DJ is so ecstatic that Danny's going to let her drive on the freeway to the hockey game. And as DJ heads to the door, Danny's like blocking the door and says, yes, and I have full confidence in your ability to do this. Well, I thought they were, I don't know why I actually thought you like set your alarm for 3 a.m. I mean, honestly... I mean, plus you'd be learning how to drive in the dark at night in the early morning when there's no traffic. I mean, I'd do it that way if I could. Let's discuss the different lanes once more, DJ. And then DJ's like, oh, Dad, seriously, we've done this a billion times already. Be yes, it'll be fun, according to Danny. Far left lane, what do you call it? Really too fast lane. And what do you call the middle lane? Uh, this still too much, much too fast lane. What do we call the far right lane? The geeks and nerds lane. And Danny's like, hey, Deej, if you want, we could just go right out there and drive around the block. And DJ's like, hey, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, just give me the keys. <laughs> I thought she was going to say something like, uh, the, the lane for old people and Sunday drivers. <laughs> saying that all people older people are slow drivers I mean, there's one thing between being cautious and being too overly cautious here's steve and danny says hey steve we gotta go um we gotta be somewhere but the fridge is right over there where you left it last time he says the fridge is right where you left it this morning 
And he says, well, actually, Mr. Tanner, I know that you are letting DJ drive on the freeway today, and I want to be there for her very first merge. Isn't he romantic? DJ tells Danny, like, yeah, he's a cutie. He's a sweetheart. He's a gem. He's a prince. Ah, how can you not fall in love with that face? Oh, Steve, you're gorgeous. He was gorgeous then, he's gorgeous now. When they hug, aww. No merging in my kitchen, Danny says as he pries them apart. Danny, she's got a boyfriend. I don't know what to tell you. They're gonna embrace each other. And Danny says, you know, Steve, if you want, you can just run alongside the car. you're actually letting me drive to the hockey game on the freeway. And I have total confidence in you, sweetheart. But first, let's just discuss the different lanes once more. Dad. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. But... Now, what do you call the far left lane? The entirely too fast lane. Good. Well, see, this isn't so difficult. What do you call the middle lane? The still much too fast lane. Excellent. And now, what do we call the far right lane? The geeks and nerds lane. DJ, if you want, we can go right back out there and just drive around the block. Hey, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. Give me the keys. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hey. What's hey, wrong with that door? Hey, Steve, Could you like... excuse us for a second? The refrigerator's right where you left it this morning. Uh, actually, Mr. Tanner, I know you're finally letting DJ drive on the freeway, and I wanted to be there for her first merge. <laughs> Isn't he romantic? <laughs> Hey, no merging in my kitchen. Steve, you know, if you want, you could just run alongside the car. Would you mind doing that? Oh, and now we're going to move to the living room where... Here's a question. Why are they leaving already? Like, they're not going as a family? Are Michelle and Stephanie waiting in the car? Are they all driving separately? Is Joey even there? Because if he's not there, what's the point? Why are you getting there that early? Like... We want to make sure we get our seats, we want to get our snacks, we want to get all that stuff out of the way before everyone else gets there, so that way we don't kind of deal with a big giant crowd and long lines. I get it, I get it. Official hockey rules. Jesse is attempting and failing to read this book as he sits on the couch, and again, Nikki and Alex are treating Jesse like a jungle gym, climbing on his face, pulling his hair... Jake and the boys are going to Aunt Ida's. They're both they're both wearing like Converse high top type shoes or whatever they are. Converse All Stars. Only the most uh, expensive looking toddler shoe out there, I guess, for the boys. <laughs> whatever the latest styles are, those boys are wearing them in toddler form. Punching him in the face. <laughs> what are they? They're like ripping strands of hair out of Jesse's head. Who honestly should have been studying that as soon as you found out you're going to be made to commentate the game. He's like halfway through. Guys, come on. I have to announce the game. I'm trying to read this. You want your old man to look like an idiot? Oh, that's right. Kimmy is going to babysit the boys. Uh, well. Wouldn't they be better off I know. Or no, at least Kimmy wouldn't threaten to cut the boys' hair. Maybe they're safer with Kimmy. So Kimmy is instructed to feed the boys around 3 o'clock. And then that way we'll be home around possibly 5. So Becky asks for questions and Kimmy says yes. 
my rate is five dollars an hour my usual rate is five dollars an hour but you have twins shouldn't i get ten dollars and <laughs> like becky's like yeah kimmy i'll give you ten dollars but you pay for your own food and kimmy says well five works for me <laughs> and jesse tells the twins like okay guys she gets near my hair care center bite her ankles Kimmy sits down with the boys, and they're not upset that their parents are leaving. We got Michelle and Stephanie come in, and he, Kimmy says, hey, ha half pints, and I'm thinking, Little House on the Prairie. And Stephanie says, oh, hey, half wit. <laughs> oh, come, Kimmy. She's going to bring up this goat boy nonsense again, like, oh, are you still hiding from the goat boy? And Michelle says, there's no such thing as goat boys, if you want to know. And Kimmy also apparently gets this rag magazine. Because she's like, okay, but check this out. Half man, half dog. Here's Mutt Man from the National Informer. There's a heading that says, pilot shoots his plane after crash landing. Where do they get this stuff? Michelle is now scared of the Mutt Man. Thanks, Kimmy. Because she hides behind Stephanie. like, no! And Stephanie is like, over the skeptic. Give me that paper. Let me look at this. Hey, look! The way Stephanie's talking, like she is literally just rolling her eyes to the heavens. He chases cars and then he drives away in them. And she's kicking herself probably for uh, getting this money. Like, Dad's right. I was wasting my money on this trash. Michelle is so scared. She's like, what if he drives to our house? And Jesse comes in and like, all right, give me that paper, Stephanie. And Jesse explains to Michelle, look, Michelle, there is no such thing as a half man, half dog. Here comes Joey. Red Wings jacket. Jeans. Wearing a sky blue, blue polo and he's wearing his hockey helmet and he's got his hockey duffel bag with all his equipment he's got a hockey stick and he's like grrr and and he's just talking violently it's like i'm gonna rip off binkley's head and chew him up and spit him out it's a hot he's pucking his mouth and he's like ah shell starts screaming ah, what man it's not a hockey puck what is that a bunch of oreos in his mouth and Jesse calls after Michelle, M Michelle! And Joey's just confused, like, what did I say? What do you think you said? You're talking smack talk, saying you're going to rip off a guy's head and chew it up and spit it. Joey, watch your language. I know he's not swearing, but there is a little impressionable kid here who just witnessed you the, the other day breaking... A hockey stick over your knee and yelling at somebody. With a minor penalty assessed to a goaltender, guys, I'm trying to study the rules of hockey. I have to announce the game. You want your old man to look like an idiot? I guess you do. I guess you do. Yes. My usual rate is five bucks an hour, but you have twins, so shouldn't I get ten? 
Okay, Kimmy, I'll give you ten, but you pay for your own food. Five works for me. Listen, guys, you keep an eye on her. If she gets near my hair care center, bite her ankles. Hey, half pints. Hey, half wits. So, kid, still hiding from the goat boy? There's no such thing as goat boys, if you want to know. Okay, but check this out. Half man, half dog, the mutt man. No! He chases cars and drives away in them? What if he drives to our house? Steph, give me that. Michelle, there's no such thing as a half man, half dog. I am psyched for this game. I'm going to rip off Bigley's head, chew him up, and spit him out. Michelle. What did I say? Joey goes up the stairs calling for Michelle, and Comet is laying just outside the door. And Joey's like, hey, Comet, have you seen Michelle? Comet gets up and goes into the room. And Joey follows right behind him. Like, all right, I'm right behind you. Michelle's under the bed. Because apparently Michelle's quilt, her bear quilt, is (laughs) hanging off the end of her bed. And I'm just like, that was done there purposely, of course. And as soon as you see Kama go into the room, you can see an Olsen twin under the bed. So Comet, like, lifts the cover up. And Michelle, still scared of Mutt Man, thinks, like, it's Mutt Man right there because of Comet's legs and paws. She's like, I can see your paws! Because <laughs> Joey says, Michelle, I'm not the Mutt Man. And Michelle says, yes, you are, I see your paws! And Joey tells her, Michelle, that's Comet. And Joey actually asked Comet, hey, Comet, can I have a minute alone with Michelle? And Comet just stands there. And then Joey's like, hey, look, Comet, there's a Lassie rerun on downstairs. You might want to check it out. It's like you said the magic word to him because he turns around and barks and walks out. And Joey kneels in front of the end of the bed, says, Michelle, I am not a dog, I promise you. Now will you please come out? And Michelle says, okay. And she comes out and says, but how come you were growling and saying mean things? And Joey explains to her that it's a big part of playing sports. What, trash talk? Can't you just play and not do the trash talk thing? Especially around a kid? And he tells her it's called being competitive. He says, I'm just pretending to be mean and scary. That's what you do so the other players on the other team will be scared of you. It's basically, yeah, it's intimidation. Michelle says, well, you're doing a good job, because I'm afraid. She says, I like it better when you're nice. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know. I don't think he knew that Michelle was in the room or that she would react that way. Stephanie's, what, 10, 11 years old at this point? It just doesn't really affect bother her or affect her. If it does, she doesn't show it. But to a six-year-old like Michelle, yeah, she she's never seen Joey like that. She I don't think she's ever seen Joey lose his temper like that either. And he says, I like it better when I'm nice too. He tells her, I promise I won't be mean or scary ever again. 
Well, yeah, let's hope not. He, she, oh, this young girl's just got so much hope and love in her eyes for Joey. And she's like, really? He's like, yes. Aw, and he holds his arms open, like, for a hug. And Michelle, she's wearing black Nikes. Um, is Michelle wearing snow pants? Because it looks like she's wearing snow pants. And Joey says, you know me, I'd never heard a fly. And then he goes into his Kermit the Frog. I can't do Kermit. Michelle! Hey, Comet, have you seen Michelle? Okay, I'm right behind you. <laughs> Michelle, I'm not the mud man. Yes, you are. I see your paws. <laughs> Michelle, that's Comet. Comet, can we be alone, please? There's a Lassie rerun on. <laughs> Michelle, I'm not a dog. Can you please come out? failing to describe the game or commentate on it because he doesn't know he keeps going back to that um official hockey hockey rules book he's like oh they're throwing you know their sticks around and he's gotta put his glasses on so he can see like what the score is being it's tied he's like it's in the second quarter second period a third you know the a big hunk of the game so yeah they're in the second period there's like a minute plus left to it I believe, yeah, it's only, I thought it was just three periods, right, of a game in hockey. It's always periods. Like, football is quarters, um, baseball's innings. Yes, he's like, oh, I wish you could be down here to see it and maybe someone could explain it to me. Okay, yeah, that should be against the rules for Binkley. He just, Joey's standing in front of him. And Binkley, being the goalie, just comes out of nowhere and just, like, kicks Joey in the foot, knocks him down. Joey knocks off Binkley's helmet and gets ready to throw a punch to the guy's face. But he sees Michelle kind of, like, uh, pulling away. Because she's, like, right there, right behind uh, Binkley's goalie net there. And she's just kind of like, ah. And Joey stops. He stops himself. It says on his jersey, Celebrity All-Star Hockey. Yeah, and Joey's like, or Jesse's like, oh, Joey's going to give it to him now. Gladsome's going to give it to him any minute with a punch to the face. It's like, hmm. <laughs> Jesse's like, hmm, I wonder if fighting is allowed in hockey. Well, 
Why do you think a lot of those people are missing teeth? And Becky jumps in like, hey, Jess, you need any help with the play-by-play? He's like, what, me? As he's thumbing through his book. And she's like, you don't even know what the blue line is. And he's like, yeah, I do. It's it's two, right? And she's like, well, Becky is an expert. <laughs> and Jesse's like, wow, I don't really can't. How, how do you know all this about hockey? She's like, I grew up with like umpteen older brothers, so. to the highway patrol man. Stephanie's like, oh my gosh, you got a speeding ticket your first time on the highway? <laughs> Stephanie's just like, wow, this is so cool. No, she got a ticket for driving too slow. Danny! She says she was caught doing a 23 and a 55. Danny, that's going to go on her record. She doesn't need to be getting tickets as a new driver. Speeding or otherwise. Danny says, hey, that cop was way off. You're doing at least 32. 32 or 23, it doesn't matter. You're still going way below the speed limit for being the freeway. Steve says, yeah, that's right. You started hyperventilating as soon as she hit 30. So Danny's like, turns it around. Like, let's focus on how Joey's doing in this hockey game. side of the road talking to the highway patrol. You got a speeding ticket your first time on the freeway? Cool. Not that cool. I got a ticket for driving too slow. I was caught doing 23 in a 55. Hey, that cop was way off. You were doing at least 32. Hey, that's right. You started hyperventilating as soon as she hit 30. I wonder how Joey's doing. about hockey, but I sure know Joey ain't playing it. Should we pull the fire alarm again? <laughs> no, that's the end of the second period, and the score is 4-4. That's a tie. 
a lot. How's it going, Joey? Michelle, haven't you been watching the game? I'm not playing very well. I know. I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> you remember how we agreed that it's wrong to play like a meanie? Yeah. It's also wrong to play like a weenie. Michelle, hockey's like anything else. You play your best when you find something in the middle of being a meanie and a weenie. So, would it be okay if I played like an in-betweeny? Call it whatever you want, but just play better. Okay, pal, this one's for you. All right. Good luck, right? Okay, I'll get it. Yeah, the period's over, and <laughs> just like, did somebody pull a fire alarm again? Becky says, no, that's the end of the period. Like, oh, right. So Joey goes over to the sidelines, <laughs> sidelines, <laughs> he goes over by the penalty box, wherever, <laughs> and um, Michelle visits with him and says, yeah, I didn't want to mention it, that you weren't playing so well. And he's like, there's got to be a balance between playing, like, a meanie and a weenie. Can I be, like, play like an in-betweenie? And she's like, call it what you want, just play better. He's like, all right, this one's for you. And she gives him a kiss on his hockey helmet. <laughs> well, this third period's almost over, and the score is still 4-4. Four four. But the big news is something amazing has happened to Joey Gladstone. You are correct, Becky. <laughs> what, what amazing has happened to Well, Jess, he's stick-handling beautifully, right. making crisp passes, Hard, clean checks. Yes, I thought so. Whoa, look at that. Gladstone skates past the defenseman, and he's in the clear. There's five seconds left. He's got a breakaway. It's just Gladstone and Beakley. <laughs> Joey's pulled down and shot and saved by Stonewall. That's all right. That's all right. Ready to go, Gladstone. I know what that means. That means the game is over. Ladies and gentlemen, it ends in a 4-4 tie. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Even though we're out of time, because Joey was pulled down on a breakaway, they're giving him a penalty shot. All right, so. I knew that, folks. <laughs> so, yeah. He's up against Brinkley there, and uh, he gets pulled down by Brinkley, apparently, as he's trying to make a shot and goes right into the net. Pulled along by somebody. And <laughs> Jesse, dude, you need to not commentate anymore. He's like, oh, that signals the end of the game. It's a tie, four to four. And Becky says, no, it's not. Because Joe Gladstone was pulled down, he gets a penalty shot. Yeah, he was pulled down in the breakaway, apparently, and he gets to take a penalty shot. Gladstone gets to go one-on-one -on -one against the goaltender, Herschel Beakley. Come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. You can do it. Four to four. Just that can get Michelle gives him a thumbs up. Like, do it. Make us proud, Joey. <laughs> Go get him, Joey. This shot is for all the marbles. If Gladstone scores, his team wins. It all comes down to this. This is what it all comes down to.
Come on! Danny, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They're gonna kiss. They're so excited! I'm excited for him! <laughs> yes! He's got Michelle up on his shoulders and he's skating around with her. That is so cool. That is dangerous though also. What if he were to slip? He'd fall. She would fall off of his shoulders. Okay, yes, penalty shot. He got it. He won. Binkley, you're done for. <laughs> See, Joey didn't have to talk no smack talk to Binkley. He just put it right in the net. Boom, right over the glove, babe. That's how you do it. So, yeah, they win. <laughs> it's awesome. Joey takes Michelle and puts her on his shoulders and skates her around the rink. And I'm thinking, as cool as that is, that is dangerous. Like, honestly, I mean, yes, Joey's an amazing skater. Something happens. He trips. Michelle's going down. Joey's wearing a helmet. Michelle is not wearing any type of head coverage. Oh, my goodness. But that... <laughs> and D Danny, really, because Steve and DJ are kissing. They're not, you know, going, you know, but they're, you know, kissing a celebration. And Danny immediately pulls DJ with like, hey, hey, that's enough. Let's go. Let's go congratulate Joey. Wait, she has a boyfriend. Okay. She's gonna kiss him. It's, uh, Danny, you need to get with it. You got two other daughters that eventually are gonna reach dating territory at one point in their lives. So, yeah, best outfit. I definitely want to give it to Michelle's skating outfit with the red and blue sweater, teal gloves, teal leggings, that kind of thing. Also, worst outfit, like I said, that polka white Dalmatian polka dot. There's no Dalmatian on there. I don't even think I would have given it a best outfit if it did have 101 Dalmatian on there. But that dress, white with the black polka dots, mm-mm-mm. And... Stephanie's tealish looking with the fuchsia collar and all that. That's another one that it just, no thank you. No thank you at all. Um, so that's worst outfit. Yeah, best outfit, of course, like I said, was Michelle's skating outfit. I guess runner-up, honestly, in second and third place for best outfit could be DJ's forest green everest green and black plaid shirt along with becky's egg white cream sweater that she was wearing too so all righty tanner teachable moment for this is find something better to waste your money on instead of those rag trash magazines national inquirer national examiner that kind of garbage Come on, there are better things to waste your money on than that. Also, you don't kind of talk smack talk to prove that you're going to beat somebody at a game. Especially, it's like, come on, watch your language around little kids. Even though he, like you said, he wasn't swearing, but he was just being very aggressive. Granted, Michelle's not seen that side of Joey where he's gotten really angry before. And granted, he wasn't hugely angry there, but the fact, I mean, he broke a hockey stick over his knee. And this whole smack talk didn't exactly help her seeing that, that side of Joey just really freaked her out. So 
So it's just like, come on, just watch yourself around kids. I'm not saying kids need to be raised in a bubble and people are going to, you know, lose a temper once in a while, but it's just like conduct yourself appropriately. That's my Tanner teachable. Another thing is Danny and the, the whole thing with DJ having, you know, PDA and, and, with her boyfriend like they're kissing they're just giving a little kiss a little hug a little embrace it's not a big big deal danny needs to lighten up and that and that thing also with the 32 and a 55 come on danny you just got your daughter of her first ticket with her i mean she would have to that's all that driver's practicing before the road test even happens so how does that look? Although it's Danny's car, so doesn't he get the ticket technically? Or is it awarded to DJ because she's the driver? I don't know. So, all right. For October, we're going to jump back into season, season something. Mr. Egghead, season three, episode 18, Mr. Egghead. February 16th, 1990. In this episode, Joey gets a job as a guest host on an educational television show for children where a prop injures Stephanie. Oh my goodness. That TV station is going to be sued. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? And, like, you know, that's the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. I have not watched, you know, this episode in quite a long, long time. You know, referring to Nice Guys Finish First. I thought Dave Coulet did a very good job. I thought the skating part was funny. So, yep, I'll be back in October with Mr. Egghead in the series Joey and the Girls. And also, Elias Harger has a birthday. He played Max Fuller in Fuller House Season 1 through 5. So, there we go. I will be covering, I think the one I'm going to cover, <laughs> Season 1, Episode 8, Secrets, Lies, and Fire Trucks. This aired February 26th, 2016. When Max learns to lie, he also learns that lies can backfire. Meanwhile, the ladies of the house fall in love with secrets. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe out there. If you haven't yet and you want to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts for the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast, all five stars do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans, new and old like yourselves. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.